T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, all the stars are there. McLaurin. Howell, Dotson, Gibson, Robinson, Bates, Thomas. The offensive guys are out in full force. Cam Curl, Shaka Tony, all in the building to hear from the new OC, Ron Rivera, at the podium. Time on purpose because we wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to visit with uh, with all the candidates. And Eric Bieniemy just happened to be very busy at the time. So uh, we really truly feel we found the right guy. Uh, we found a guy that we believe can step up and. You know, be the guy that we're, we're looking for. Um, he's going to be our offensive coordinator, our assistant head coach. Uh, and we're going to go from there as far as those are concerned because I know you guys have a lot of questions. So I want to go ahead and introduce to you guys Eric Bianami. A little high challenge here. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, first and foremost, let me just say this. It's, it was an amazing 10 years having the opportunity to work for the Chiefs organization. So it goes without saying, I'd like to thank uh, Clark Hunt and the whole entire Hunt family. I'd love to thank Mark Donovan, our team president at, with the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach and his staff, and of course, Coach Reed. It's been an amazing journey, you know, getting to this point and having the success that we've had over the years. But now it's time for a new challenge. And looking at these guys up front, Eric Bienem is fired up. He's fired up. And you guys will figure that out real soon. i also like to thank Jason, my man Mayhew, Stokes, and Coach Rivera for giving me this opportunity to accept this challenge. But also, I'm just looking forward to, to helping us to climb to the next level. And one thing you guys are going to learn about me, I'm going to bring some energy, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But there's a journey that needs to be done, and we'll start that process. So with that said, I'm all ears. First question. I thought you would be the first, Miss Nikki, since you jammed me up at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, John Kime, ESPN. Why Washington? What appealed to you? Um, what appealed about this job to you? Why not Washington? Look at all the talent. Look at the players that they have. Okay? Look at the guys that they, they, they have on defense. So I'm excited about this opportunity. I've known Coach Ron now since 1999. So relationships mean something. I've known Coach Mayhew for a number of years. And that means something. I've known Mr. Stokes for a number of years. And so I have no doubt about what they're building here. Obviously, they went to the playoffs uh, in the previous year. 
So they were basically real close this year of going. So I'm never, I have never, ever backed down from a challenge. So I'm embracing this challenge. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm excited when it's time to start talking ball with these guys, to start getting to work. But when it's all said and done with, why not Washington? And did you feel like if you wanted to elevate to being a head coach one day that you had to make this kind of a move to kind of get your put your own full stamp on, on an offense? Being a head coach right now is not in my, in my thought process. Right now, here's what I'm focused on. I'm focusing on being the best coach that I can be today, okay? The rest of everything else will take care of itself starting tomorrow. I live in the moment, okay? So I got to be implanted, and Nikki know exactly what I'm about to say. I got to be where my feet are. So right now, my feet are planted right here. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> just Nikki Jabala, first of all, for the, with the Washington Post. Generally, what is your vision for this offense? My vision is this. I just want to make sure that these guys understand that there's a way in which I know how to do it. But on top of that, I got to make sure that I, I'm putting these guys in the best situation to be the most explosive, the most dynamic, and also, more importantly, giving us the best opportunity to be successful. So that's one thing, okay? But when it's all said and done with, we're going to do this. We're going to play hard. We're going to play fast. We're going to have a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose in everything that we do. And that's where it starts, okay? And it's all about being accountable as well, understanding the fact that indirectly, we all impact each other's lives. So it's my job to make sure I'm doing what is right by them. But on top of that, they got to make sure that they're doing right by each other. So my envision right now is making sure that that process take care of itself. The X's and O's will take care of itself. These guys, they know football. Okay? They understand football. These guys are professional players for a reason. Okay? Now, only thing that's going to change, the verbiage may change. You know, some of the route concepts, uh, the way we term them may change. But when it's all said and done with, it's football. And if we love what we do, we'll have the success that we need to have. Long as we're investing in, the, in it the right way. Hi, Eric. Matt Paris from the Washington Times. Nice to meet you. How you doing, Matt? Um, just curious, over the last couple of days, or when you were interviewing for the job, what did you kind of try and tell Rivera and everyone just – why you were the right guy for the job, and what was kind of the message that you wanted to get across? Well, more than anything, it was just an opportunity to spend time with everyone and just visiting with Coach Rivera, visiting with the entire staff, and just taking my time and just getting to know people. I think more than anything, when you come into an environment, the best thing, thing, the best thing that you can do is just listen. And so I'm a great listener. I love to hear what has taken place. I love to hear... Uh, some of the, uh, you know, the coaches, the assistant coaches and what they've done with these particular players and what they've done here as, uh, over the past few years. And sometimes just listening, you have an opportunity to learn and observe. And so that was the biggest thing for me, more than anything, just listening and having an opportunity to get to know the people. Because when it's all said and done with, and I know a lot of people don't like this, but this is a people's business. You got to be able to get to know the people all right, and that's going to be my job, fellas. You're going to understand this when I say this. It's my job to make sure that I can get to know the people so I can get the best out of the player. Hey, Eric, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. When did this job get on your radar, and how would you describe the process of, of getting here today? Well, um, the job, it was on my, I shouldn't say it was on my radar because obviously we've had, uh, a number of things we had to take care of <laughs> over the past few weeks. But, uh, 
But knowing Coach Rivera, you're always in contact with the people that you've known for years. I followed Coach Rivera's career since our days when we were together with Philly. Obviously, he coached with the Chargers. He's done a number of things. Obviously, he had a great deal of success with uh, Carolina as a head coach, and now he's here. And so you always follow the people that had an impact on you. And so my whole thing is that, you know, these guys have given me this opportunity, and so I'm looking forward to sharing this space today and looking forward to working day by day and getting ready to chop this wood that we're going to start chopping here soon. And specifically, what are the main differences and responsibilities from KCOC to OC here? Well, the difference is this, is that now I'm the offensive coordinator here, okay? Uh, the rest of the stuff, me and Coach Rivera, we're going to work that out. I'm just excited and fired up about the opportunity of getting to work with these men up front. Hey, Eric, Pete Haley with NBC. You keep referencing a lot of the players who are here. Just what are some of your general thoughts about the roster and the talent that's available to you now? Well, I, personally, I have a, a lot of thoughts. And I can sit here and point out all the great things that some of these guys have done throughout their career. But that's not important right now. What's important is this. I got to evaluate every player on this roster. And I haven't had an opportunity to do that. Okay. A lot of these guys I've talked to at the Combine, I've followed their careers, and obviously we've played against each other, so I've had an opportunity to watch some of these guys play. So obviously there's some talent here, but I'm going to work, do my job with, with Mr. Mayhew on top of that, with Coach uh, Rivera, Marty Herney, and Stokes, just making sure that we're doing the right things and making sure that we're evaluating and doing what is right for the organization, for the team moving forward. And a lot was made maybe about how Andy called the plays in Kansas City. What was your role necessarily? But here, you're going to be the main guy. How do you anticipate that? And do you think that is going to be a challenge? Or is that something you're really ready for? Fired up for it, bro. <laughs> Fired up and excited. Michael Phillips from Richmond. Um, did you have a chance to talk to ownership during this process? And did you get any questions answered about the sale process and how that impacts things? So Coach Rivera was the lead uh, person in this hiring process, obviously. I've had an opportunity to spend time with Mr. Wright and uh, Mr. Mayhew, just like I said. But when it's all said and done with, with all that stuff, that's none. That's not my job uh, title, okay? Those guys will take care of that. Um, how important was it for you to have the uh, assistant head coach title kind of on top of, uh, on top of OC? Well, I think it's very important for a number of reasons. And the beauty of it is me and Coach Rivera will work through that. At the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy is a ball coach. At the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy wants to know the people to work with. Eric Bieniemy wants to make sure that these guys understand that, you know, <laughs> we're going to learn to put consistent behavior on tape, all right? But also understanding that when we're playing for each other and doing things for the greater good of the organization, also seeing the big picture, that this game ain't that hard. It can be a whole lot of fun, but it's going to be fun when you're making the necessary sacrifices to make each other better. All right. That's some of the things that I'm excited about. Those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. And so when it comes to job titles and all that, you guys got to understand, yes, I am the assistant head coach. I am the offensive coordinator. My job is to get these guys to go out and do and be the best that they can be. So that's going to be my focus right now. Eric Scott Abraham, ABC7. Welcome to Washington. Uh, you're Thank a competitor you. at the end of the day. Player, 
coach, you've gone through numerous interview processes over the years for various jobs. It didn't work out. How much is that serving as a motivator for you to, to prove those naysayers wrongs, those doubters wrong, that you can be a head coach down the road and, and lead an offense? So, and I'll keep saying this, right now I'm the, the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Okay, being a head coach, that's something, if that's to happen, it'll take care of itself. We've had a great deal of success. We've, we've won, what, five straight AFC championship games, uh, three out of four Super Bowls, uh, two out of those we won. So being a coach, it hasn't happened. It's not anything that's going to impact me moving forward because the only thing I need to concern, be concerned with, it's what's important today. Today, I got to be the best person that I can be. I got to be the best coach that I can be. And on top of that, I got to get these guys in this building to learn to trust me, to get to know me, but also understanding what the term accountability means. And so I have to be accountable to these men. All right, so all that stuff about being a head coach, we could talk about that next year sometime. Right now, I'm focused on the job at hand. On your response, you said the players, you need them to trust you. Yes, sir. How is that process? How do you get them to trust you, to buy in what you're selling? Great question. That's about developing relationships, okay? And you got to get to know the people. And that's one thing I think that gets lost in this, uh, this profession. Just because they're professional football players necessarily mean you can't get to know them. These are the same guys that played high school football. These are the same guys that played college ball. These are the same guys that was drafted. I've been through that process. Okay, so at the end of the day, the only thing that you want to do is get to know the people that you're working with. And once you get to know the people, now it gives you an opportunity to motivate and inspire. Everybody takes information different. All right. So you got to be able to objectively be able to reach them in a certain way. So that's my job more than anything right now. Hi, Eric. Heather McDonough, NBC4. Washington. Thank you. Was it going to need to be, uh, what was it going to need to be, I guess, for you to leave Kansas City, a place that you had so much success? What kind of deal is it going to have to be, whether it's the play calling, um, you know, for to leave such a great situation that, that you seem to be in? So I'll say this. In 10 years, we've had a great deal of success. All right. For the, for the past five years I've been the office coordinator, we've had a great deal of success. It's been 10 years. I was blessed and fortunate to have that opportunity and share that space with some amazing people, okay? But one thing in this profession you learn, comfort is the enemy of progress, okay? So when it's all said and done with, I don't like being comfortable. So I'm about accepting challenges and moving forward. So this presents a challenge to me, all right? Also, it presents a challenge to come and work with such a great head coach and a head man but on top of that, I'm willing to embrace this journey, okay? And my job is to embrace this journey with the people that are in this building right now, okay? Embrace this journey with Mr. Wright, with Mr. Mayhew, with Mr. Rivera, all right? And Mr. Stokes, he is. And there's a number of great deal of coaches on this staff. We're going to embrace this journey together, and we're going to make it happen. We're going to have some good days. We're going to have some bad days. But you know what? They ain't going to change our behavior. They ain't going to change our focus. And that's not going to change our determination. So we're going to focus on the prize, but we're going to focus on the prize. One step, one play, and one day at a time. 
think another group we're just real quick uh ready to embrace the journey are, are the fans do you do you have a message for the fans who are like um, probably very excited to have a super bowl champ coming to town <laughs> well i'll just say this i think it's hail commanders did i say that right maybe i ain't say that with enough uh, enthusiasm hail commanders right and i normally would say it in a different term but we got to make sure we get a little bit more comfortable uh <laughs> with each other throughout the course of the year. But like I said, I'm fired up. The fans should be fired up about this. And the only thing I ask, just be patient. Nothing happens overnight. We're going to build it. And like I said, the important thing is making sure that we're doing it the right way. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a, a hard challenge. In anything in life, if you want to be the best, it has to be hard. Okay? And it doesn't have to always be perfect. At the end of the day, if you learn the strain and if it's important to you, you'll find a way to get it done. All right. But that's what this process is going to be about. And it starts in, with OTAs in phase one. It starts in OTAs in phase two. It starts in OTAs with phase three. Then it goes to the camp. All right. And then on top of that, we get some time off. Then we go to training camp. All right. And training camp is that time when we start building together. With all the blood, sweat, and tears that we're going to share, we're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. There's going to be some days Jack Del Rio and his defense, they're going to beat up. The thing I want to know is how we going to respond, okay, and handle the adversity when presented with that. The teams. And that's what this is about. Like I said, I'm ready to embrace this journey. I'm fired up. I'm excited about this moment. And... Eric David Aldridge with the Athletic. Mr. Aldridge, it's yes, nice sir. to meet you. <laughs> Welcome to D.C., my man. Uh, what are your non-offensive coach as a coordinator with, with your players? Lack of details. And understand this. I, I say that, and nothing is ever perfect. That's very important to me, is learning to make second effort a habit. So if you can't play with any effort... I, I, I got a personal problem with that because it requires no God-given ability to play with second effort. And I'll say this once again. Everybody in this league gets paid. And you don't necessarily always have to win pretty. If you go in and fight for 60 minutes and you're straining the finish, as a receiver to string a back or the uh or the whistle and giving that to throw it downfield. That's what it's about. Okay? But we gotta learn to like each other. We gotta learn to embrace the process, but also too, we gotta learn to strain to finish. If you've ever wanted anything in life, you gotta fight for it. And that's one thing we're gonna learn to do. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily always be pretty. Because when the only two alphabets that matter now. I don't care how we get it, as long as we find a way to get it together. Also, um, you're listening to Eric Bieniemy's introductory press conference as the Washington offensive coordinator here on the Team 980. The stream's a little choppy there. We'll go back to it here as he continues to take questions from the media assembled out in Ashburn. Who taught you about the importance of accountability? Say that one more time. Excuse me. Who taught you about the importance of accountability? That's something I've learned 
throughout my entire career. You know, uh, as a player, having an opportunity to be a person on the team. Okay. Also, uh, as a player, having a protected quarterback on third down. Also, as a player, taking tape home to step. Um, always not. Yeah, the stream's starting to to buffer a little bit there. And I think we got the most important parts, right? All I'm going to say, and we'll take the break, and we'll come back, we'll get some reaction, and we'll try and fit in a couple of your calls here. All I have to say is some people have some explaining to do. That's all I'm going to say. I know exactly where you're going with that. Uh, some people got some explaining to do. But I'm going to let you. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> We'll I take know, the break. I, I know Pete well enough to know exactly where our next journey on the road we'll, is going. We'll take the break exactly. and we'll come back and get some reaction. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst reacting to Eric Bieniemy's press conference introductory as the offensive coordinator here in Washington. Your thoughts on what you just heard next right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry like the Red Wolves, which would be a great rebrand, and I'm ready to run through a wall for Eric Bieniemy. Give me the football, give me the shoulder pads, the helmet, give me the pad girdle. I'm ready to go to practice right now for Eric Bieniemy. And all I'll say is this. As my guy Russell's out there doing his own show with Doc and Scott, he can join them at 12 o'clock on Burgundy and Gold today. Chris Russell will be the special guest host uh, with Scott Jackson and Doc Walker. Woo! Some people have some explaining to do. Because unless Eric Bieniemy is one person in the introductory press conference and a different guy in the interview process, which I can't. Certainly, I, I can't see that being the case. Don't give me this BS that the guy doesn't interview well. That guy's got energy, man. I, like I said, give me a Rydell. I'm ready to play right now. I'm ready to play right now. 
Give me the football. I'm ready to throw it, coach. I'll be the fourth quarterback in camp. I'll be that extra arm. I still got about 15 throws a day left in my right shoulder. I believe I could do that. Give me my Rydell. Let's go. Shut. I don't care. Whatever, whatever helmet brand you want, give me one. Give me a nice, shiny, maroon helmet. I know y'all want to think it's burgundy. It's more maroon. With a big, fat W on the side of it. Give me the helmet. Don't give me this BS that this guy doesn't interview well. That's absolute horse crap. So I knew exactly where you were going with that. That's exactly the reaction that I was expecting to have. Even before you tease that and and whip that up, let me ask you this, though. Uh, Some people have a problem, including uh, our own Ben Krimmel, who runs our website, theteam980.com. I said Eric Bieniemy is a hell of a talker slash personality. However, if you, for whatever reason, like someone to be conservative and buttoned up, I can see how you would be bothered. I said, also... I also think you wear tidy whities and need to loosen up a lot. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? No. And and look, look. You know you know what um, what I'm, image yeah. I'm I'm, yes. I'm trying to get out of here, right? The the defensive equivalent to Eric Bieniemy is D'Amico Ryan's. Yes, good 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 call. Okay, the defensive equivalent is D'Amico Ryan's. Now D'Amico had the advantage of a previous relationship with Houston. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But what did we love about D'Amico Ryans during the playoffs watching him with San Francisco? We love the energy. We love his defense. The passion his defense plays with is the same passion we see from the coach. Now, Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. You change the characters this year in Kansas City, but yet this guy helping the day to day. Monday through Friday with this energy in practice, now we know why that team plays with infectious fun. They look like they're having fun out there. Mm-hmm. That's because their offensive coordinator's having fun. He's showing a lot of energy. He's pushing the envelope. He's demanding things out there. And they take it to the game. What do they want you to what do the coaches tell you? We we need you to play on Sunday like you practice. We need you to practice like you play. If playing is important to you, Practice. practice. The great players say the best competition came in practice. So if this guy is setting the tone with that kind of energy during practice, no wonder they play so damn good on Sunday. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want that guy in your building. I don't know. Now, we might go out and lose... And go five and five. What would we be now? Seventeen. We five and twelve. Okay, but I'd have to give that guy a shot to be in my building because of what he could do to lift that building up and bring that energy into my building. That's the kind of employee I want. I want a guy that it seems to matter to comes to work with great energy to be great every day, and that's. That's all. But, that's all. But listen, and it's that's frustrating. Why, and that's why you love me because I come with that energy, that fire. I might not make sense, but I come with that energy, that energy, that yes, fire and brimstone. That's fine. Right? That's absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's what listen. makes you you. Okay, here's the point. 
<laughs> Thank you, Craig Melvin. Here's the point. You need to have that fire and energy, but you need to know what you're talking about, right? Absolutely, so, because pe- there are some people, yes, you're 100% right. There are some people that mask right. their lack of knowledge and inefficiencies by being the gregarious, hey, I'm the positive guy in the room. I'm Bill from accounting, and I'm doing my job. All right. Meanwhile, hey, Bill, you're three projects behind there, Hoss. Right. Oh, sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run right back to my cubicle, and I'm going to start working on it right now. Right. So there's a couple of components to this. You have to have that energy, that personality, that that stuff that you're talking about. Totally agree. You have to know what the hell you're doing and talking about. And there has to be a, again, coordination, if you will, of the offense, right? Of play calling, of execution, of uh, like uh, play action, and then what runs you run off of that. All the things that people have complained about. So you have to have the energy. You have to have the coordination, if you will, of the offense and a flow, right? How many times did you talk about Scott Turner lacking a flow, a rhythm, all of that? You weren't the only one, but you said that a lot. You're right. And then you have to have the results. So there's three components to this, I think. The personality and the energy – the flow, the rhythm, the cohesion, the coordination, and then the results. The results are sometimes the hardest of those three components to make work because things happen. Penalties, whatever. Right, because but, he but, only controls right. He only controls two parts of the three you're talking there because he doesn't go out on the field and play. Exactly. He, so, can, he can help the results, but he can't directly affect the results because right. he doesn't go run the play. Right. Even though there are a lot of people out there that think the coach is way more important than the player. Definitely not. It's a, it's about a it's about an 85% player, 15% coach. I agree. I agree. Situation. I don't, know. I, I don't look, know why you see it that hey, way and why I see it that way and when why Bill people Belichick think we're wrong. had the greatest quarterback arguably we've had in the game, what yeah. did they do? They went to the Super Bowl a yeah, lot. Exactly. When he didn't have that quarterback anymore or exactly. a lot of those good defensive players, guess what happened? They're an eight win team. They're they're they weren't in the playoffs this yeah. year. All right. So anyway, again, three components of this. Like and, and but I think we're Pete, I think we're two and a half of the three there. I think there is the talent and the potential and the ability to make component number three work at a higher higher level. I don't know about high, higher level. Certainly, I know that. The question is, is whether we can get three out of three and how long it'll take to get three out of three. That, that to me, is like the big question now moving forward. Like all this talk about him wanting to be a head coach, all that. It, listen. Again, if, if 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 you don't like what you just heard, okay, if you don't like what you just heard, I'll say it a different way. Man, you probably I, I'm I'm just gonna say you you probably need to You're probably part of the no fun a, You're part of the yeah, no fun police. You probably is what need you to stuff yourself in a box and go six feet under. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> Like seriously, I, I mean, I, I mean, the guy is right. the guy brings fire, brimstone. In it. Now, listen, is he the smoothest talker in the world? Like he's like you know, um, you know, Mister Herney and Mister uh, Coach Mayhew and all that. Like Eric Bieniemy might not be the smoothest talker in the world. He might not be the most polished 
and perfect presenter of himself. He might I thought not. he was great. But right, but but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I didn't have a I mean it did sound a little bit different to what you normally hear from Ron Rivera or from button down more button but, down uh, right, personalities. But I would rather I, I need but people I'd rather to be somebody themselves. be authentic. Exactly. Yeah, I need people to be themselves. Exa- but if you're 65, 70, 75 years old, if you're white, if you're a three piece suit guy, if you're tidy whitey's he guy, had a three piece suit okay, on. Okay, but but if you're that guy, you probably you you might not like that. I shouldn't say you probably. You might. Not like that. You might not love that. But I loved it. You loved it. I think the fan base is going to soak it up and enjoy it and, and marry it and kiss it and and have relations with it. <laughs> but not everybody is going to like that because Eric Bieniemy is a different cat, man. He's a different personality than... Let's put it this way. How different is he as a personality compared to Scott Turner, who was like a walking robot? Think about that. I understand. I mean, Scott Turner had the personality of a saltine cracker. This is great, though, from Ron. I mean, Ron, look, for all the grief we've wrong? given, no, for all the grief we've given Ron, look, go get a complete 180. Yeah. Go G- get a different voice. Jack this is Del a Rio. different voice. Jack Del Rio has the personality of a wet noodle, with the exception of when he wants to blast January 6th. He has the personality of a wet noodle. Eric B. Enemy, he just. Like they, you you know, like, you know, those big turkey baster injections, right? That you like load up the butter garlic in, right? Yes. And you stick it into the bird. That's what Eric Bieniemy is. He's a turkey baster or a turkey injector. They just loaded up the butter and garlic and whoom, right into the driest, most boring, most conservative, most blah set of personalities that you can get. That's what Eric Bieniemy is. He's a turkey injector. What? Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Save us. We'll let you get a couple of calls in here before we get to the trending and the dumb dumb of the day. That's one of the. That is a unique analogy we just got right there. You won't hear that on any radio show in this cluster today. It's probably good. Probably good for everyone else. <laughs> 301 238. Hey, just like Eric, you're a different cat too. 301 230 0980. We go to Silver Spring and Kenny. What's up, Kenny? Uh, hang on one second here. All right, there he is. Kenny, how are you? Yeah, me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, uh, I used to play ball for Oxford here back in the day. Um, eight, 1983. You got me? Kenny, Kenny, we got you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got me ready. You got me ready to play. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like this hire. Um. Yeah, I play um basketball from this um Kenny Barnett from Austin Hill back in the day. Okay. Leading score. I want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't Kenny, know. Your phone, Kenny, I'm your sorry. Phone, I don't know. Kenny, I don't know where Kenny's is, going is, here. Is chopping? Your f- phone is getting yeah, choppy there. We understand. You played for the Oxen Hill Clippers, my man. I mean, listen. I guarantee you, every player that was in that auditorium, and you listed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Right now, they want to run through. They want to play a game tomorrow. Right now, <laughs> right this instant. Okay, Coach, we'll take a one-day install. We'll go look, play tomorrow. Look, 
I, I wish I wish everything was based off of introductory press conferences, okay? Because ninety nine percent of us are going to say slam dunk, grand slam, whatever analogy you want to use. Unfortunately, games are not won based on press conferences. Oh no, because many a coach won the press conference, right? And many lost, like uh, um, the Nick Eagles, Sirianni. Sirianni, right? Yeah, everybody kills him for that. I don't even remember it, but everyone kills him. A lot him of guys for that. win the press conference and lose games. Yes. Sirianni lost the press conference and, and won wins a lot of games. games. Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. Let's go to line two, Jonesy. What's up, Jonesy? Hey, man. How y'all feeling today, Dynamic Duo? Y'all what up, serving Jonesy? it up, man. How are you, baby? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Oh, listen, man, I'm excited, but like you said, I want to see what I've heard, though, on the field. I mean, it's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to actually see it. So we're and we're going to get that in the months to come. You know what I mean? Assuming we get the right kinds of players that he want, hopefully, and I hope he gets the right kind of players to do what we need to do because I, I feel like we're on the cusp of possibly uh, maybe a verge of a nice winning season, which we haven't had for a good while. And I would love to go to the playoffs. Yes, indeed. And so. People like Sabah, I wish they just pretty much take a step back and pump their brakes. And Chris, <laughs> I like I like your take on it. And you too, Chris. <laughs> Y'all really went in. Thanks, Josie. Appreciate it. I just want you to put it together. Appreciate you guys, it, man. Uh, hey, Thank look, you, man. And ultimately, ultimately now, you're right. You're right. We now need to see the energy and the plan Clearly, Eric has done this. He knows what he's doing. He's Like he said, he's been part of a great organization for 10 years. Okay, Now we do need to see it on the field. And then that's that ultimately, that's where we will eventually judge Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator and certainly perhaps his uh, you know, ability going forward to be a head coach. There's no doubt about it. What happens in September will matter the most. As always, Paulie gets the last word. What's up, Paulie? Head to the W. Cut P. Rufio, man. What's good, man? What up, Paulie? You know, you know you Yeah, okay. Hey, Cut P, you know you took the word right out out my mouth, man. Pause. Uh, so this guy, you telling this guy's a bad interview. Uh, 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 nothing was bad about that press conference, man. He's articulate, you know what I mean? He got right to the questions. Accountability and trust. And he was talking about himself. See? So, so the buck was stopping with him first. He put it on himself first. You know what I mean? He, 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 I like how he didn't go, you know, he he wasn't like Ron going everything back to Carolina. He wasn't going everything back to Kansas City unless he was specifically asked about that. You know, so, hey, man, like like Jonesy just said, now let's put it to the field. There's nothing about the, about the uh, uh, KC office that we've seen that what he was talking about didn't resonate to what he was saying. So, Look, man, I'm so I'm sold on it, man. So let, let's go. But let me say this, man. Why are we like why are we like the shooting coat things when it comes to certain people? Why are we talking about Aaron Rodgers came from out his retreat from the sky house? Where I'm from, we call that the crack house. Or the trap. I'm just saying, man. Hail to the W, baby. Appreciate you, Paulie. <laughs> that was actually Paulie. What a 
Paulie's funniest oh, things that he man. ever said on the show. I just saw it great. I think it was NFL memes had uh, a raccoon coming up out of a yeah. dumpster and opening the door <laughs> saying it was Rogers emerging from his darkest slumber. How much ganj <laughs> do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers smoked over the last four days? I, see, I don't know the person well enough to accuse him of of uh, narcotics use. Well, I, I mean, mean, listen, that's a little bit different than cocaine. I can't imagine, though, if you're, I mean, you think, I'm sure just, that's against the rules. You probably can't smoke in there. You, wait a second. You think in a, a 300 square foot retreat in the middle of the, the nowhere in, in Oregon that you can't smoke a joint? No, because you, how would you get the smell out of the house? I First of all, you have, well, you'd have to freaking have Surpro come in there like every time someone leaves. I mean, listen, he probably had like a non, like a refundable security deposit (laughs) thing. You know, (laughs) Rogers paid like $500. My co host just accused a prominent NFL quarterback of smoking copious amounts of marijuana. He can smoke a bowl. I'll be. (laughs) <laughs> they'll be looking for him. At, they'll be looking for him at all the cannabis dealers in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, you know he gets tested by the NFL. Right? Yeah, but it's like he gets one, tested by it's the like NFL once a year. No, people who do good things usually get tested sixty-five times a I know, year. DK Metcalf got tested like the day after <laughs> he was in the slam dunk. Unbelievable, thing. man. I mean, like he can get away with it. Trust me, they can't find him. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's got to come out at some point. <laughs> I mean, he's in the middle of the Oregon mountainside. He's like, um, you know, he's like uh, the Taliban, for God's sakes. The American version of the Taliban. Matt, please hit the trending, please. All right, you just heard an Eric Bieniemy introduced as the new offensive coordinator and assistant head coach of the Washington Commanders. You heard it live here as long as the feed held up, which, you know, was uh, not our fault. Let's just put it that way. Team 980 in the Odyssey app. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature right to 11 o'clock. Uh, Bieniemy saying he's not worried about being a head coach right now. He's worried about communicating, getting to know his guys. Several players, as Pete mentioned, Terry McLaurin and many others uh, from the offensive side, including some coaches uh, like John Matzkow, the current, at least for now, offensive line coach at Bienemy's introductory press conference. Doc and Scott will have all sorts of reaction, your calls, and response to what you heard from Bienemy coming up on Burgundy and Gold today here on the Team 980. Meanwhile, Alex Ovechkin is going to be back tonight. Uh, For the Capitals, after the Capitals have lost five in a row, Ovechkin has missed four of those games, dealing with the death of his father back in Russia. 6.45, the coverage on the fan tonight, and the Odyssey app as the Caps look to snap that losing streak against the Anaheim Ducks. And that's what's trending. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. By the way, Chris, guess who's on Robert Latall's Black Sports Online today on Morning Coffee? Great, great. I mean, it's first thing in the morning you got to check. Um, Eric Bieniemy. No, but somebody connected to the Chiefs. Uh, hmm. Gracie Hunt. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, hello. Um, Six-pack abs and long legs (laughs) in the title. I'll let you... Uh, I mean, I'll we, let you go check it out. We talked about her a week and a half ago, and Paulie thought I was uh, I, I was doing something immoral. Devin Booker unfollows Kendall Jenner on Instagram after oh. it's been reported she's dating Bad Bunny now. Oh, but the best is these guys are now teammates. Malik Beasley used to date Larsa Pippen. That's his teammate. Who did date Larsa Pippen? Me and you. Well, uh, yeah. that's that's his new teammate, Scotty's mom. Hey, I dated your mom. Oh, my God. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Right now, Russell tells us who the dumb dumb of the day is. It's time for dumb dumb of the day on Russell and Medhurst. All righty then. Dateline. Rio de Janeiro. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to get through this story. I'm just going to admit to you. Maddie found this one, and it made me immediately laugh even before I read it, Pete. Headline. Man dressed as a seven-foot penis (laughs) is arrested for harassing women. Let's rock. Now, that part, the last part, not funny. That's John Holmes on Mega Steroids. Man dressed as seven-foot penis is funny. But a man dressed as a giant seven-foot penis has been arrested after women complained in Rio de Janeiro that he had been harassing them. He was dressed uh, in city center this past weekend uh, as said um, male body part. Let's put it that way. Uh, a picture uh, of the arrest shows the man waiting, uh, wearing an inflatable manhood costume and a pair of flip-flops and being led peacefully away by an officer with a glum face and a baton. Hey, is that your baton tucked under your arm? A baton tucked under his arm. Apparently, he had been running around at a local carnival in the city, trying to chase women, trying to take them, you know, to different places and whatnot. Take um, them to I'm, Space I'm, Mountain like I, Ric Flair. I'm looking at the picture right now. You can you can see that picture, right? <laughs> That looks you like, know I'm not making this up. That looks like Mr. Marcus. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you can't, you, you, you can't, it, it's hard to make this stuff up. How dumb people are. And this guy, again, goes to one of the most celebrated parts of the world, right? They have their annual, whatever it's called. And he's dressed as an inflatable seven foot penis. I mean... Like, whatever makes you tick, man, is whatever makes you tick. Hey, listen, you want to dress like a penis? Good for you. You're going to get a lot of attention. How about we not harass women? Two things, one weird, one wrong. And because of that, you, my friend, are very unspecial. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. (laughs) I mean, would you ever... No. Of course not. No. On either end. If you and I ever get to do a live remote again, maybe you can dress up as one. We might. We might. I had a great time uh, with Alan Lepore yesterday at Old Ox Brewery. Is he dressed up as an inflatable penis when he went in to Uh, make the presentation? He was not. But I had a great time, and I got some free beer. (laughs) Allow me to sell your beer for you. All right. Which was lovely. (laughs) Right in Dan's backyard, baby.
Shout out to Maryland who got a big win over Minnesota. Navy who won it seventh in a row and 10 of 11 now as they were winners over American yesterday. Big one with the top seed Colgate for the final regular season game coming up on Saturday. And GW winner last night in overtime up against Rhode Island. That'll do it for us today. For Russell, I'm headed back to Hayfield to talk to the other class today. Can't wait. Had a great time over there yesterday. Looking forward to one more day over there with the kids in the athletics leadership class over at Hayfield. Thanks to Debbie Trotto and the staff from over there for having me with them. We'll see you down there in a little while. I'll see you at Rosecroft tonight for Maddie, for Russell and Pete. Doc and Scott are up next. The A-team is here for Burgundy and Gold today on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.